Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, about two out of three people in this country that are receiving long-term care services are depending on their family members for at least part of that care. And if we break the numbers down, about 50% of of the people receiving care depend 100% on their family members. And so those are, you know, whether it's your spouse and a lot of times it's the kids, you know, that are moving mom or dad in with them or they're moving in with them to take care of them. And last week I was explaining that if you wanted to pay a family member for providing long-term care services, you could do that, but you needed to have an, an indemnity plan or what the slang name is, is cash, a cash benefit plan, meaning that once you trigger a plan, it's going to just pay you cash versus the standard plans out there or what we call reimbursement, which means they are going to reimburse you for a um, the expense that you already in, incurred. So a cash benefit is what allows you to pay a family member. But during my discussion, I had mentioned that regardless of the way the plan pays you, there are only two ways to trigger your plan, either a cognitive impairment or a physical impairment. So regardless of whether you have a cash plan or you have a reimbursement plan, they're going to trigger the same. So after that show, I got uh, several emails and I got another great question from a listener who wanted to know about the actual claims process, which is the process you go through to turn your benefits on from your insurance plan. So this question came from Michael. And um, let me just share with you what Michael wanted to know. Michael wrote in, he said, you mentioned that you trigger a claim the same way regardless of your ins- who your insurance is through. Is the claim process the same with all the companies? And can you explain how that works once you are ready to file a claim? So this is a great question because, you know, at my core belief, I think insurance is only important when you need it. Outside of that, a long-term care insurance policy is just a stack of paper sitting in a filing cabinet somewhere. And if you have a pay-as-you-go plan, it's a payment that you're paying every year, and it feels like a boat payment without the boat. I mean, that's the way insurance works. But when you are ready to use that, it's that's when it's important. So how does that process work? How does that claims process work? And so this is just a really great question. And first, you have to understand that we're, you know, to unwrap this, we want to go through really what the steps are in the process. And there's going to be certain steps that you go through with the insurance company that are generally the same with the various carriers. Not always exactly the same, but some basic general rules that you're going to follow. So let's go through those real quick. Number one, and again, this is when you are ready to file a claim. So you've met that cognitive impairment or you need help with two out of six ADLs. Okay. So now you need the help. How do you turn that policy on? This is about the claims process. So we're going to start number one with contacting the insurance company. That's going to be the initial contact. That's the initial step. You need to reach out to your insurance company to notify them that there is a need for long-term care services. So all those insurance companies are going to have an 800 number included in the policy. You're going to call that number or you're going to call if you're going through somebody like us who we have help, we have help for our clients. And so we will actually turn claims on for our clients. You would call us and we would reach out to that insurance company. So we would start that with what we call the initial contact. Step two is going to be the process of gathering the information. And so this is the information that is needed by the insurance company. Most insurance companies will send the insured, they will send out a claims packet that includes the claim form and a list of documentation needed, uh, which usually includes things like like medical information, um, provider bills, like who's providing that care. So, you know, um, dad had the stroke, you've got visiting angels coming in or, or some home health agency coming in to visit and to help with dad and they're charging you. So give us those provider bills and that's going to be kind of some of the claims gathering process of what we're doing to get this policy turned on. So now the insurance companies, the next step they're going to do is their step three is they're usually going to do a policy review with you at that same time. 
And a policy review is going to include things like how the policy works because they're not all the same. And I think this is what is surprising. I, I talk to people all the time. They say, oh, I have long-term care insurance. I'm like, tell me about it. Most people have no idea. They, they don't know what their benefit is. They don't know what their elimination period is. They don't know any of that stuff. So when you review a policy, you're going to figure out what your benefits are with that particular policy. And we're going to start with the elimination period. And that is how many days do you have to pay for care before the insurance company is going to start paying you. And the standard out there is 90 days. And that comes from the definition of a long-term care event. Back in the day, long-term care was defined as a chronic health condition that was expected to last 90 days or more. So that's how the default 90-day elimination period kind of started. And then, so the, originally the insurance carriers, this is, this is kind of a, a side story, but the insurance carriers originally thought that by law they had to have you pay the first 90 days. Well, then that went through the courts, and the courts came back and said, no, the doctor has to write out explaining that, yes, we believe this chronic condition is expected to last at least 90 days, but if you heal up in 60 days and they started paying you after 30 days or they started paying you at day, day one, you don't have to pay the money back. So that started changing some elimination periods. So each policy is going to have an elimination period. The standard on the old traditional is like 90 or 100 days is what you see out there. But there are several that have 30-day elimination periods. There are some that have zero-day elimination periods for home health care. That is just the number of days that you have to go. And it can be either a day of service or a calendar day. So 90 days, calendar days is just straight 90 days. My grandmother's policy was actually days of service, so she had to get help for 90 days. Well, originally, we just started having somebody come in every couple days, so it took quite a while to get through those 90 days. I mean, it took her you know, just a little bit over six months to actually use up the 90-day elimination period. So they're going to explain that in the policy review. They're also going to go over things like care coordination. Does your policy include care coordination services, or do you have somebody with the insurance company there that is going to help you get the... The, the, the plan of care from the doctor and get the services that you need. So they'll discuss what care coordination benefits are available to you, and then they'll go over payment of benefits. How much is your benefit? Is it a daily benefit, meaning you can spend up to $200 a day, or is it a monthly benefit, meaning you can spend up to $6,000 a month? They will go over that with you, and also how is the plan paid back? Is it the reimbursement, which is most likely, or is it a uh, cash indemnity plan? And then finally, they're going to go over, you know, the waiver of premium clause in your policy. Most policies, if you're paying a premium, you're going to have what they call a waiver of premium. And that waiver of premium actually will start after, in most cases, after you've met your elimination period. So you might have to still pay if you're paying monthly. You might still have to pay your policy for three months while you're paying for those services. And then you will start getting your insurance paid after that. So waiver premium is going to be discussed with the um, you know on that initial call too. And again, these are all the nuances of the policy that you design. They're not standard, so you have to understand that. So I, I always suggest to most people, if you have long-term care insurance, go through that policy, look at it, make sure that you understand what I have to go through to start getting that money coming in. How many days of service? Is it calendar days? Is it just uh, days of service? Or you know, what is the, the waiver premium clause? Just understand those things so you have an idea. Because a lot of people are like, well, they're not going to pay me. It's like, no, it's, the, it's, it's per contract. The insurance company will pay you. Um, the fourth thing that you're going to really go through after you, you do that policy review for the claims process is going to be determined benefit eligibility. Now, this usually requires certification by a healthcare professional that the client is chronically ill and that the situation is expected to last 90 days. Now, a lot of people are surprised at this. If you have a life insurance policy or you have an annuity or you have some kind of insurance plan that you you think has long-term care because it has a chronic illness rider, a chronic illness rider is different than long-term care. A chronic illness rider means a permanent situation. A long-term care rider, which is for long-term care insurance, a 7702, says you're chronic condition is expected to last 90 days or more, but it doesn't have to be permanent. So a lot of people are surprised at that because they have a life insurance with a chronic care rider on it, and then they have a stroke, and then they, the insurance company says, well, no, you're, you're going to probably heal up from that stroke based on the medical information, so you're not eligible for your long-term care. And people get just shocked at that. And so you have to really make sure you understand 
that chronic care riders are not long-term care insurance. That's just a little sidebar there. So anyway, they're going to determine your, your benefit eligibility. And usually if you're already receiving care, it's pretty easy. You get a plan of care from the doctor and the insurance company will go over what you need to do there. And then number five, the fifth step in the process is pain of the claim. Okay, so that means the insurance company then is going to say, okay, now you've met all the criteria. This is what we're going to do. We're going to start paying those benefits out to you. Now, payments can usually be sent directly to the insured or the power of attorney or even to the service provider. So, for instance, when my grandmother started receiving care at home, the long-term care insurance would come back to us. It was a reimbursement policy, so we'd get the, the bills at the end of the month. We would have them send a copy to the insurance company. The insurance company would review and just send the money back to my grandmother. Once she moved into the assisted living facility, we just turned the policy over to the the manager at the assisted living facility, and they took care of everything, and they actually collected the money from the insurance company. The insurance company just paid them directly. So that's usually the process that we go. Now, those are generally the steps that we're going to go through on with any of the carriers, but the actual claims process is going to vary depending on your carrier and the support they offer during the initial claims process. Now, some companies are going to make it a lot easier than others, and I want to dig into that next. But first, we need to take a quick break. So stick around. When we come back, I'm going to explain why some companies are superior to other companies in handling their claims. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. A smart and informative way to learn about long-term care and have your questions answered is to join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for free long-term care planning live webinars this morning at 10 and this Wednesday at 4 p.m. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. You'll learn so much. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, plans that even have lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Read the reviews. People love working with 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage can give your family. Sign up now for the free live webinars this morning at 10 and this Wednesday at 4 p.m. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in. Um, You did hear uh, we do have some classes coming up. Our next class is actually Wednesday the 17th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. If you're listening out in the front range of Colorado, that would be 4 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon the 17th. And again, the classes are just a great way for you to just wrap your mind around all these things we talk about. We're going to just roll through all the information in about an hour, answer your questions, and it's a live webinar class. And so sign up at our website. We're just going to send you a link. You don't have to download any software. We're not going to email you. We're not going to spam you. We're not going to do any of that stuff. It's just simply join us for that class. 
get your questions answered, and then when you're ready to start thinking about long-term care planning, you're just going to have a better idea of what needs to be done. So again, our next class is coming up Wednesday afternoon, and then believe it or not, we're rolling into the holidays, Thanksgiving, and and, uh, we'll probably squeeze a class or two in December, and then we're going to have Christmas. So the year is uh, slipping by quickly, but um, love to have you join us. So 525longtermcare.com is where you can sign up for a class. If you just joined us, Michael uh, was a listener that wrote in about the claims process. And we just covered the five basic steps that you will go through when you are filing a claim. Initial contact with the insurance company, information gathering, policy review, determining um, benefit eligibility, and then the payment of the claim. Now, the process itself is going to range from easy and pleasant to downright frustrating depending on who your insurance carrier is. And so why is this? Well, you think about life. It happens in a lot of different situations. I mean, there's car companies out there now that offer this five-star white glove service on the cars. I mean, they'll actually come to you, drop off a loaner car, pick up your car, go get the work done, come back when the car's finished and drop your car off and pick up the loaner car. So you never have to do anything. You, you still have transportation during the process. They take care of everything. So that's, you know, that's one example of getting your car serviced. And then you have the corner shop where you, you, you take the car down and the guy says, yeah, I'm going to try to get to it. So you arrange a ride, you drop it off, and then you wait two or three days for them to finally get to it. And then when they finally do get to it, they call you and you go down there, you, you, you get a ride to get, go down and get your car, and you find out that, well, they weren't able to do all the service because they were missing a part and that part's back ordered. And so they'll call you in a couple of weeks when it gets in, and then you can go through the process again to get that service done, right? And so... That's the the same thing that happens in insurance companies. I mean, there's a huge variety of the way these companies handle their claims process. So think about, you know, another contrast is, is think about when you call that concierge service on the back of a credit card and they jump in and it's like if you have an American Express, they do a great job. You call in and say, hey, I need a restaurant. I'm I'm in um, I'm in Dallas. I, I I'm looking for a good Thai Thai food place. They're going to give you some ideas, whatever it is. They're going to help you help you get uh, change of flight tickets, whatever it is. That's that concierge level service, and then compare that to calling the social security office. I don't know if you've ever had to do that, but uh, Madeline, our case manager, got married and she's trying to get her name changed. And I mean, it's it's been like a a, a month long battle for her of being on hold. So again, that's you know we see that, and insurance companies do the same thing. And the fact is that filing for a claim can be just dramatically different based on who you have your insurance plan with. And why is that? Well, it's money, right? Great service costs money. The luxury car dealers providing exceptional service compared to the, the, the corner garage, but you paid for that when you went in and you bought that luxury car. And that's you know what comes with the premium vehicle. Now, Long-term care insurance companies face the same issues with providing great service. It costs more money to do that, and not all of them are willing to spend the money necessary to provide that level of service. So why not? Are you paying more for your long-term care insurance to get that great service? Well, here's going to be something that might surprise you. The, the answer is no. That is not the driving force, the, the premium payments. That is not the driving force between poor service and great service. It's a much bigger issue than that. In fact, some of the companies that offer the best services out there, like the policy that I have has a concierge level service, some of those companies that offer the best service for, for their claims are far from the highest price. And a lot of times they're the lowest price for the same amount of insurance. So how does that work? What's the driving force for that? Well, the driving force for service levels more than anything else is the ownership structure of the company. And this is what you need to know. Specifically, is it a capital stock company or a mutual company? A, a stock company or a mutual company, what's the difference? Let's spend a second on that. A stock company is owned by its shareholders. So you can go out and buy stock in Amazon, you can buy stock in Microsoft, you can buy stock in in Ford. You are an owner of the company, okay? That's a stock company. A mutual company is owned by its policyholders. So when you're with a mutual insurance company, that insurance company is actually owned by the policyholders. Mutual, mutual ownership. Policy, when you buy that policy, it gets you into the ownership position of that company. So that is the main difference. Now, why does this make such a big difference? 
Well, think about this. The number one responsibility of a CEO for a stock company is what? It's to drive profit, profitability, plain and simple. Increase that share price, increase the stock price, number one. And who's he answering to, that CEO? Well, he's answering to Wall Street. He's answering to the shareholders every single quarter, quarter after quarter for his tenure at that company. He is answering to Wall Street, and they want to know, what are you doing to increase profits to drive our stock price up? And how do you increase profits? Well, number one thing you can do is reduce spending, right? Limit the services, offer less. So that is the key difference right there on a for-profit company. You have to understand that you as a policyholder are not the owner of the company. You're not the number one priority. The number one priority is to raise the, 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 raise the, the, the price of the stock. It's not to raise the level of service for its clients. Now, let's contrast that with a mutual company that is owned by the policyholders. What is the number one responsibility of the CEO for a mutual company? It's to protect and grow the value of the company for its owners, the policyholders, to provide the guarantees and service levels to its policyholders who happen to own the company. Folks, I will just tell you, I am so adamant about this. I have submitted one policy in 15 years to a for-profit stock company, and it's because it was the only company that would underwrite this particular individual, and there's several of them out there. And a lot of the big ones, you know, like Genworth, that's a for-profit company. You can buy the stock. I bought some of that stock at $3 a share. It's up to like $4 a share now. It's, it's, and it used to be a $30 stock, by the way, too. So you can buy, you know, for-profit companies. There, there are several companies that are out there that are stock companies. But when we look at service levels, those as a general rule, in my own personal opinion, filing claims for my clients, my experience tells me that the for-profit companies, the stock-owned companies, are the companies you want to stay away from if you want the best level of service. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And that's really just the takeaway that you have to understand that, you know, you know, Michael's asking about how do we go through the claims process? Well, we've turned claims on. We had, a, a, for instance, the, the policy that I have with the concierge claim service, we had a client with that company we called last year during COVID. We call 1-800 number. They assign somebody to us. That person now is, think of them as our travel guide. They understand the language. They understand, you know, how to get you the services that you need, and they understand how to get the claim turned on. And some of these mutual companies will actually help you. And and think about it, it's probably not going to be you anyway. It's probably going to be your kids or your spouse. They're going to help your family members actually get that claim filed versus one of the for-profit stock companies that they just got out of the business this last year, and they were huge. They have have millions of clients for long-term care insurance. But one of their strategies is they have four 800 numbers and none of them get you to the right place. And there was another company, Solid as a Rock. Um, You probably remember that jingle. They went from mutual to stock owned. They don't even let people call or fax anymore. You got to do everything by snail mail. Again, it's because it slows down that service. Contrast that to calling the 1-800 number and someone gets assigned to you and now you have a contact person and you have a direct line and they say, hey, I'll reach out to your doctor. I'll get the plan of care. Let me get this going for you. Because the mutual companies look at it differently. Remember, it's your money. It's your insurance. You own the company. Their job there at a mutual company is to help their clients get the services that they need when they need them. Get their money flowing, whether it's the life insurance or whether it's long-term care insurance, to get that policy turned on. That's the value that a mutual company brings versus a for-profit company. Every time they pay a claim, that reduces profitability. Now, they have contracts, and I'm not saying that they won't pay the claims. By law, they will, and they always do. People, you know, if you have life insurance with a for-profit stock company, you're still going to get the death benefit paid. It's just what's the process? How many hoops are they going to make you jump through to get everything going? So understand that. That is such a huge, huge um, thing to understand. And, in fact, it's what got me into this business. Um, when I started looking for a policy for my mom and I started going and doing the research and I started finding out about how some of these companies treated their clients, I learned the difference between a mutual company and a stock company. And that's going to be reflected right back in the service levels when it's time to file a claim. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here for the bottom of the hour, but stick around. When I get back, I want to introduce you to Kevin and Monica. They're our client of the week and I'll show you what we did for them. We'll be right back. Long-term care radio with Brian Ott providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. 
Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. And again, I'd like to welcome uh, some of the new listeners out in Colorado. We're kind of bouncing around time slots out there. I think we're on uh, noon at KOA um, the Denver Broncos station out there and um, on Saturdays. But at the first of the year, we're going to try to get in on a more regular schedule, and we will update our website on that. But we're on uh, three stations out there on the Front Range, uh, up in Fort Collins and two in Denver. So welcome to the listeners. If you're just stumbling on Long-Term Care Radio, we are on every Saturday. So, And you can always get the podcast. If you miss any of this, you're in the car, and you, you hear five minutes of it, you can always just go back to our website at 525longtermcare.com and click on the radio tab and you can get the most recent uh, podcast. You can also find them on um, iTunes and all kinds of places. So um, pretty easy, squeezy to get there. And while you're at our website, again, sign up for our class. The last class for November is coming up this Wednesday at 3 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Mountain time. So again, uh, sign up for that. Just click on, uh, you can see the little red box if you're on your phone or, or on the website and it's just uh, attend an event. And that'll take you right to the process, and we'll get a link sent out to you so you can join us. So we're um, time to go for the client of the week. And I'm, I'm actually going to do a second client of the week in the final um, segment. So stick around for that as well, too. I'm just going to give you an example, a, a contrast, because I got a, a listener that wrote in and said, hey, all of your client of the week seem to be like millionaires. What happens for people that don't have that kind of money? So I'm going to show you a, a different example that, that we can contrast these two with. But this week I have Kevin and Monica. Uh, Kevin is 61. Monica is 60. They both are still working but planning on retirement. Probably they think they got five years. Um, they have two adult children. They've got three grandchildren, a dog, and three cats. I mean, this is someone after my, my wife's heart right there with the three cats. Um, their biggest concern, not being a burden on their children, of course. When it boils right down to it, both their kids have young children and they run busy lives, and they're looking at this saying, you know, if something happens to us, uh, we don't want our kids having to give up their lives to be involved and try to figure this out and manage the situation for us. And it's not so much a money situation, but more of a hassle situation that, that you know, Monica's worried about. Kevin's mother is 86 and has Alzheimer's. His father passed away after a stroke almost a decade ago. And he watched his mother play the role of caregiver for most of it, which he believes, you know, took a toll on her physically and mentally. And trust me, it does. A, a, a caregivers, just they do. They, they wear themselves out both physically and mentally. So Kevin was spot on on that. Um, his mom is currently in an adult family home. So she's 86. She's living in an adult family home. Monica's parents passed away. Both of her parents have passed away, but she watched both of them struggle the last few years of their lives and her mom spent four years in an assisted living facility before she passed away. So long-term care is very real to these people. And I'll tell you, that's what most of our clients have some experience. They look at it and they say, gosh, it does happen. It doesn't mean you did something wrong. It's just, it's life. And, and when people live through that, they see the consequences of these long-term care situations. So that's what their biggest concerns was. They just didn't want to pass that on to their kids. And and have their kids have to go through what they did. Um, they were also in the process of doing some estate planning, and they really wanted to have a long-term care plan in place because they realized, you know, we don't know what we can give away right now because we don't know what we're going to need to spend for long-term care or what we're going to need to save to spend for long-term care. So that is one of the biggest things that, you know, people need to understand. When I have a dedicated source of money to pay for long-term care, it frees up the rest of your money. Because when you're self-insuring, when your financial advisor says, oh, I think you're probably going to be okay, you've got $2 million, or you've got you know, 700000 or whatever the magic number is that they come up with, and they think you're probably okay, well, in the back of your mind, if you have any experience with long-term care or not, you're always sitting there worried about, well, how much of that money can I really spend that I might need later in life? And so having a long-term care plan frees that up. We have a dedicated source of money now to help come in mitigate the, the financial consequences. And guess what? That frees up the rest of your money for you to do things like estate planning and give and spend and travel and do things like that. 
So that was a big driving force for them because they were in the process of doing estate planning. Now, folks, I will just tell you a little sidebar on this. If you're doing estate planning and you haven't looked into long-term care insurance, I'm going to tell you, you you need to back off that a little bit and you need to look into long-term care because not everybody qualifies for long-term care insurance. So if you can't get long-term care insurance and you just did this grandiose estate plan where you say, well, I'm going to do this, 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 and I want our our family, you know, uh, mountain home to go to this, 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 and put this in a trust. And then it turns out that you can't get long-term care insurance. Those are assets that a lot of times people have to claw back and they have to sell to pay for care. Versus if you know you have long-term care insurance, you can say, well, good. I think, you know, we're, we're protected. So understand that because you've got to make some tough decisions. If you cannot get long-term care insurance and you're trying to protect assets, you've got to make some really tough decisions. So understand that about estate planning. You should always know, can I even qualify for long-term care insurance? Because if you can't, you, you, it's just going to be a different designed estate plan if you're really trying to protect an asset. So anyway, back to Kevin and Monica, what we found out about them during our conversation. Both were in good shape physically, so we had good options for them. Kevin and Monica owned a business. That was their 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 current job right now. They own a business. It was taxed as a C corporation. They have an initial agreement to sell the business to one of their partners within the next five to seven years. And they're not they don't have that timeline nailed down, but they have an initial agreement that that's going to be their exit strategy. They are actually going to sell this business. They have some retirement accounts. They have investments. They own a vacation home that they use on a regular basis with the family, and they would really like to keep that and pass that on to the family. A good portion of their net worth, though, is tied up in the business that they plan on selling. And so, you know, I've got a soft spot for these people. My parents were always self-employed. I've been self-employed all but two years since I got out of college. And I understand this, what it goes for. People work really hard and they build equity, but that equity isn't cash in the bank. It might be in buildings. It might be in a business. And so that's kind of where they're at too. That is really, you know, depending if the economy stays where it's at, they can get the price they want for their business or maybe they don't. You know, my father was killed in an accident, which just you know, destroyed his business. Basically, he had a bunch of uh, logging equipment up in the in, in the Singer to Crystal Mountains that were stuck up there. And all of a sudden, he's out of the picture and his crew didn't know what to do. And things like that can happen. So, you know, they were looking at this as if they can sell their business, that's probably going to be the sweet spot for them in their retirement. Now, um, they wanted a plan that provided unlimited benefits. That was something we, we talked about on the insurance. What are you guys really looking to do? What are you hoping to accomplish? And they're like, well, we'd like to get one of the unlimited plans they've heard me talk about. Monica liked the idea of the full service and the claim support um, at concierge level service. And again, part of this is because they watch their family, their parent members go through this, and they just understand how complex those situations are, and they don't want to be passing that off to their kids. Getting money back. I ask them always that in your long-term care plan. Is that something that's important? They said, yeah. You know, they're in a situation where they, they, they technically could probably self-insure. I mean, they might be forced to sell their business at a price that they don't want to, but they could self-insure. They have enough assets. And so they're looking at it as, can we reposition some money and get that money back if we don't use it? Yeah, that would be a win-win. So that was very attractive to them. Attractive to them. Funding concerns. Okay. Here was where it gets really, really uh, tricky. So they both wanted to avoid payments, and, and I don't blame them. I hate payments myself. So they're just saying, like, we'd just like to reposition some money if we can. The downside with that is, of course, when you're a business owner, it's cash flow, and you don't know how much cash you're going to need in the future, or, or you know, there's just that's that that in the back of your mind that little little voice is telling you, I don't know if things are always going to be good. We need to keep some liquid assets, and so they had liquid assets that they could move into the plan. But again, you know, they're also business owners. They were a bit unsure if they would complete the sell of the business in the five years or not. So that was one of the concerns that we talked about a little bit. They did not want to use retirement accounts. They had some money in retirement accounts. We could have pulled them out. They're over age 59 and a half. So we could have just done a lump sum drawdown of a retirement account and spread the taxes out over 10 years. The problem is every year when they pull out some of that money on the insurance policy, that counts as income to them. So they didn't need to push their income up right now. So we were saying, okay, let's try to avoid the retirement accounts and just let those grow and leave those alone. You know, and still they have to, you know, 72 before they have to take required minimum distributions at this point anyway. So they had quite a bit of time. So here's what we did. Um, We designed a plan. We put a joint plan together with lifetime benefits for each of them. So that just simply means if they trigger a claim for long-term care, 
they're never going to run out of their benefit. They're going to get their monthly benefit paid to them for as long as they need it. Both of them will. This plan will pay them each $10,000 a month or $120,000 a year. So that means if they go out and get hit by the bus tomorrow and they're both on claim, they're pulling $240,000 a year out of this policy for an unlimited amount of time. The thing about an unlimited joint policy is if one person is on claim for 10 years, so Kevin gets hit by the bus tomorrow and he's on claim for 10 years, and then Monica comes on claim 15 years down the road, you know, she's 75 at that point. Well, guess what? She gets $120,000 a year for as long as she needs it. One person can't have a drawdown effect on the other person. You have unlimited long-term care. That's what we need by lifetime benefits. So $120,000 per year per person for an unlimited amount of time. It will also give them additional benefits like $20,000 for caregiver training, $20,000 for home improvement and medical equipment. That will come out of the policy. It has a death benefit starting day one of $333,000. This is what we call the face amount. So think about this. This means that if they go out and they get hit by the bus tomorrow, $333,000 is paid back to the estate tax-free. That is truly a death benefit. It's designed to return premium to the estate if you don't use your plan. Remember, that was one of their 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 options if they could get it is to say, hey, we would love to see some of this money paid back to the estate if we don't use it for long-term care. So they've got a $333,000 benefit. It also has that concierge care service for life. So again, the claim support, this is the five-star. This is where they come and pick your car up and take your car and drop you off a loaner car and take care of everything. You're going to have somebody on the other end of the phone that will actually help your family get the claim filed, get the paperwork that they need, and get you the services that you need. So that's that concierge-level claim support built into this plan, which obviously is a mutual company. So they're going to be uh, part owners with this plan now of the company. Now, here's the thing. Here's how we funded it. They could have just wrote a check for it. We found the cash. They had the cash. We could have just taken the cash. But their business is a C corporation. And one of the things that caught my eye is I said, look, technically a C corporation can write off 100% of the cost of the insurance for the long-term care. Now, on these asset-based plans, part of the cost is for life insurance. Part of the cost is for long-term care. By law, you can deduct the long-term care insurance expense. The problem is to do that, if you do a single lump sum, is that's just one big check that you got to write. So that's going to take, that that money has to come out of the business. So again, we're eating away at some of the, 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 the cash reserves of the company. So I said, why don't we look at some payment options? Even though they didn't want payment options, they were talking about a five to seven year timeline for their business. Let's look at a five pay. And so that's what we did. We ended up, they could have written a check for $297,000 just right out of the business. Well, could have, half of that could have come out of the business, but just round that up. Single lump sum, about 300000 about half of that would have been deductible. So they could have wrote a check for 300000 and they could have deducted 150000 of it. But if we spread those payments out over five years, we can do it with five annual payments of $64,000. Now, they're going to pay $320,000 into this plan over five years, Half of that $64,000 payment, just about, about $30,027 is going to be deductible out of the business. This is a lot more manageable for them as business owners on the cash flow side. And they think they are going to have the business. And so the trade-off is, yes, they got to pay three hundred and twenty dollars over five years instead of three hundred dollars up front. But that's well worth it for them because they're going to get to hang on to their money. And they're going to have, you know, another thing about the five pay is if something happens to them within five years, they're not going to make all five payments because if you go on claim at year three, you're not going to be making any more payments. So there's some flexibility in this. And people need to understand that that's not always a lump sum. Yes, maybe they hate payments, but to me, time value of money right now, they've got a business, the business is doing well. Let's spread those payments out. The payments are guaranteed level. So after they make five payments, the plan is going to be fully paid up. They're going to have a total investment of $321,000 into their plan. And guess what? They're guaranteed to get $333,000 back. Because remember, that's the face amount or the death benefit of this plan. That simply means if you use less than $333,000 of long-term care, the difference is paid back to the estate. So if they never trigger a claim, three hundred and thirty dollars is paid back to the estate. Now think what they did here. They put three twenty dollars into the plan over five years. They deducted half of that out of the business. And if they never use it, $333,000 goes back tax-free 
to the estate. Folks, I just love, love, love designing these plans for business owners because long-term care still has some tax deductibility, especially for business owners. So if you can deduct that premium on the front side, it does not change the benefit on the back side. You can't do that with life insurance. You can't do that with disability insurance. If you deduct those premiums on the front side, then the money coming back to you is taxable. Long-term care allows us to get a tax deduction on the front end, still receive those benefits tax-free. So what did this do for them? Gives them each the lifetime benefits they wanted to, $120,000 a year for an unlimited amount of time. Concierge-level claim support, they're, gonna, they're, they're, they're turning the claim on is going to be one single phone, phone call. They get to deduct half of these premiums as a business write-off. They're guaranteed to get more money back than they put into their plan. The rest of their estate is protected from a catastrophic health event, which allows them to do the estate planning that they want to do right now, folks. Just an all-around wonderful plan, and I just love doing this and helping people figure out, number one, get you the coverage you need, but number two, let's find the best way to fund your plan. Uh, Stick around. I'm going to head into my final break, and when we come back, I want to show you, I want to contrast this client of the week with a pay-as-you-go traditional plan, because I got a question about that, so I'll let you know how that works. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. A smart and informative way to learn about long-term care and have your questions answered is to join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for free long-term care planning live webinars this morning at 10 and this Wednesday at 4 p.m. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. You'll learn so much. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you. Plans that even have lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Read the reviews. People love working with 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage can give your family. Sign up now for the free live webinars this morning at 10 and this Wednesday at 4 p.m. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. Woo, okay. I I always got to come up for air after the client of the week, so I get really excited on those. But again, folks, that's what this is about, Um, learning about these new options that are out there, how you protect your family, how you protect your estate, and oh, you can get your money back if you don't use it. No kidding. I would insure everything in my life this way. I really would. And and again, it's not, not that simple for everybody. You notice that on these asset-based plans, you have to have money to really make these things work. A lot of people can't stroke a check for $64,000 a year for five years. I get that. Um, a lot of people can't come in and write a check for $300,000 up front. I get that. I understand that. 
But for those of you that can, for the people that are self-insuring already, you need to understand what we're simply doing with these asset-based plans is we're taking a chunk or an asset. We're taking a, a, a bunch of money out of one pocket. We're putting a bunch of features and benefits on it, which is IE long-term care and leverage and guarantees and service and claim support. And we're sticking that money back in the other pocket. You don't lose the money. So for our client of the week, they're going to put $320,000 into their plan over five years. That sounds like a lot of money, but folks, on a long-term care situation, you can blow through $320,000 like that. So what they did is they're repositioning $320,000, and they're going to turn it into $240,000 a year of insurance for an unlimited amount of time. That's why we do it, because it protects the rest of the estate. So what if you're one of the people out there that don't have a business or you don't have a million dollars or you can't afford those asset-based plans to come in with a big chunk of money? What do you do? How do you design meaningful coverage and pay for that over time? Well, this was a question that we got through our website. And by the way, folks, we do read those questions. So don't be afraid to, to, to email us or just click on the radio tab and you can send us a question of the week. Because that's what this show's about. We're, we're here to answer your questions and help you understand. And again, you're, you're never going to hear me say, call us for a quote. That's not what we do. You'll say, educate yourself, come to one of our webinars, and then when you're ready, we'll help you design a custom plan. But we want you to be your own advocate. And one of the great things to do is get your questions answered. So we got a question this last week saying, you know, the, the tendency for these client of the week seem to be people with a lot of money. What if you don't have that much money? Are there some options out there, some plans that would work for somebody? And absolutely. And an example of this would be somebody that maybe has, you know, good pension income. They don't necessarily have, you know, they don't have a business or they don't have, you know, $2 million in retirement accounts and investments, but they have a good pension. They have Social Security. They've got good income. They, they own their house. There's a lot of people like that that need to, they still need long-term care insurance or they still want it. And they can fund that over time. So I pulled up a, a client that we worked with um, a couple months ago, and this was this was Mark and Laura. Mark was 62 and Laura was 60. So very similar to our client of the week this week age-wise, and that's why I pulled this up. And we this is a traditional plan that we set up for him. So a traditional plan means I'm just going to pay a premium. It's going to work like my homeowner's insurance. I'm going to pay a premium year after year after year, and I have coverage. Now, if I die... I don't get money back. My estate does not get money back. There's no other value in it. That's what we call a traditional plan. So instead of walking in with a lump sum of money or walking in with big payments for five years or 10 years, we're just going to pay a continuous pay is what it's called, meaning you pay until you go on claim. Now, that could just be a year. You could start the policy today and get hit by the bus tomorrow, and you still have the coverage. You don't have to pay in for a certain amount of years. It's what the waiver premium does. It, once I go on claim, I stop paying. So the risk, of course, is you're blowing out candles on your 100th birthday on the CBS morning news show, you know, celebrating your 100 years, and you have a traditional plan that you've been paying on for 40 years, and you're like, yeah, I still got to pay this premium to keep it going. That's what's different about these. But there's still plays for them. This is, you know, this 120-some companies were down to less than 10 in the country right now that still sell these traditional plans. But, you know, one of the best companies out there with one of the best claim service out there is one of them. It's a mutual company. And, again, I don't promote the companies. You're not going to hear me talking about specific companies on the radio. That's not what I do. But I know these companies, and this is a great A-plus rated company that I help these people with. So they start out with a benefit of $6,000 a month. That's how much long-term care insurance they get. Their initial bucket of money, think, of, again, long-term care insurance is a bucket of money. They have $300,000 in their bucket. So that's the benefit amount. So if you break that down, it's, it's, it's like, okay, how long will that last? Well, 4.2 years, right? 50 months. $6,000 a month times 50 is 300000 So they each have a bucket of money for $300,000 that they can pull $6,000 a month out. So basically about four years of coverage each. They have a 3% compound inflation rider, which means that $6,000 will grow by 3% each year as well as the benefit bucket, that 300000 So if we go out 20 years, their $300,000 is now worth $541,000. Their $6,000 a month limit that they get is now up to $10,800 a month. So that is just going to continue to grow that benefit. They're in their 80s. Now they got $10,000 a month. Our client of the week, by the way, just started out with a $10,000 a month benefit all years, right out of the gate. So this one, they're going to wait. That benefit's going to grow over time. 
They have a shared care rider, which means if one person uses up all their insurance, they can dip into the other person's bucket of money and use all but one year. It is a state partnership qualified plan, which means if you run out of your money altogether, you can still qualify for Medicaid without spending all your money down. That premium for both of them is $11,000 a year, $11,074. So this is very meaningful coverage. But what you're looking at for a 60 and 62-year-old is you're doing the math saying, well, if they pay into this for 20 years and the rates do not increase, well, they've got over $200,000 put in this plan. If they pay into it for 30 years, now they're in their 90s and they haven't triggered a claim yet, well, guess what? Now they've got over $300,000 into the plan. So the asset-based plans aren't necessarily more expensive. Our client that's putting 320 in in five years has lifetime unlimited benefits. Okay, that's a, that's a different. These people have a limited bucket of money. But you could also cut that premium in half if you drop the, pre, the, the benefits down to 3000 a month. You can also cut that premium down if you got rid of the shared care. So there's a lot of flexibility on how you design those plans. So again, I know we don't talk about those plans a lot, but there's still a place for them. I just wanted to give you a little compare and contrast. Sign up for our class this Wednesday, 3 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Mountain Time, 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. It's also a great place to send us a question. Let us know your concerns. I love to read those. It helps us put these shows together. And uh, stick around. I hope everybody has a great weekend. We will be back next week with another new show. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.